Hey everybody, welcome to Licked and Loaded. I'm your host, Laura Desiree. And if you've listened to this show, you know that we love spending time with some of the movers and shakers in the adult industry. Finding out what makes them tick, what makes them go, what makes them who they are. And today we are spending time with a little lady that really blew my mind. We recently took a trip to Australia, spent a week together, super top secret mission. I promise you'll all find out about it soon enough, but I could not resist the opportunity to have her here on the show and introduce her to all of you. Folks, joining me today is the incredible Miss Jessie Lee. Standing Zoom room today. I can't believe that we have the fabulous Jesse Lee. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm excited. When you asked me so to do awesome. this, I was like, hell yeah. No, this is awesome to get some time with you and to like have everyone else get some time with you as well. You're a huge name in the business. Uh, obviously, on this show, we love talking to anyone who gets themselves uh, involved in the business of uh, virtual sex work, online sex work. Let's hear your story though, Jesse Lee, porn star of the ages. How on earth did you find your way into this business? Um, so I started, I so I actually been filming porn since September of 2007. Wow. That's a really long time. Wow. That's like, that's a long time. You got years in this now. Yeah, I've been like, since, I think most girls in industry, since they were very, very little, before they even knew what porn was, I've been filming porn before that. So, yeah. But I, I started off, I did Burning Angel. Like, I started off, as, I was like, I'm like one of the OG Burning Angels. And I don't think mm -hmm. Burning Angel is really a thing anymore. So I think it's just kind of just mixed in with whatever Gamma Adult Time does. But I was like one of the OG Burning Angels. And I just like, that's, how I would, that's all I would film for. Because... Back when I started porn, girls with tattoos, nobody wanted to shoot them. No, even if you had like a little bit of a tattoo, like even like Jessica Drake, like mm -hmm. for wigs, she had to like hide her like ankle tattoos. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so you just, came into the business with tattoos already. Yeah. I already had a chest piece, and like <sighs> back then, it's like girls like you weren't allowed to have a chest piece. You wanted to have like that visible of tattoos. Or else you had to like, if you had tattoos, you had to be like Belladonna and Joanna Angel, where like you had to do extreme stuff. You couldn't like, you couldn't just do like normal boy girl or girl girl. Like you had to do like crazy like orgies and double anal and triple anal and like DPs galore. Yeah, it was crazy. And I'm like, I just, I wanted to have like normal passionate sex on camera. So yeah, it was, so it was a little, yeah. Would you say that that doesn't exist anymore? That stereotype that you know, heavily tatted individuals are going to be doing more hardcore depictions of, of sex and kinds of sex. Does that not yes. really exist anymore? Yes and no. So if you want to do, if you want like, I mean, because I stopped doing, uh, I stopped doing boy girl on film. Um, I love that you're drinking some liquid death. Murder death thirst. <laughs> yeah. Get it. Um, so I, like, I feel like now it's like, yeah, I mean, girls can have tattoos, like girls, there are girls that are heavily tatted, but none of the girls have like 
neck tattoos or chest tattoos or stomach tattoos. I have all of them. I have like my yeah. almost my entire body covered. But yeah, um, like even now because I'm like, you know, I'm almost age of 40. I'm 30, I'll be 39 this year. So it's because I'm because I'm heavily tattooed and because I only do girl girl, it's harder for me to get work because I'm in the the age of the MILF category. Mm-hmm. But I don't look like your normal MILF, like you know. Uh, Laura Denson, you know, like Charlotte Stokely, like I don't look like those type of girl, girl performers. So I'm like, I don't know, like it's still kind of like it's still taboo to have a lot of tattoos, but you have to do like the like when I was doing when I was doing boy girl, it was like the aggressive boy girl, and I was doing like yeah, I was like having sex with like Trey Francisco a lot, you know, like mm-hmm. guys like Aaron, like um, like small hands, like guys like that. So I don't know. Now that I'm like just having sex with women, which I fucking love women. I love women. You know this. I fucking- I know you do. The past week you saw me, I was fucking all about women. I love women. Are you, you are definitely, yeah, you you love women, okay, people? You think you love women, you don't love women like Jesse Lee loves women, okay? <laughs> so so if, if someone were to bring your name up in conversation, what would they say you are most known for when it comes to the content that you make, what people can expect from from it. What are you famous for in this business? Um, I'm I don't I'm famous. I love blowjobs. I love mm. doing blowjobs. So I'm I mean people always know me for like my 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 blowjob skills that I do where I put my hand in the back of my throat and like licking and stuff. Just the way that I do my blowjobs. I don't know. I'm just I'm known for like the, my aggressive scenes. So Mm, I I still mm. do them with women, but now instead of being, instead of like guy topping, it's now me topping the women, which I fucking love. Hot, hot. So can I ask what the decision process was? Because when you hear a lot of people in the business say, I used to do boy, girl, now I just do girl, girl, or vice versa, because, you know, uh, people who listen to this podcast, maybe you've heard the story that a lot of individuals, uh, women in particular, that get into this business, they do solo stuff, then they do girl-girl stuff, then they work their way into boy-girl stuff. But sometimes we go the other way and say, I, well, I do boy-girl and now I just do girl-girl. What was your decision-making in, in changing the, the restrictions in the content that you participate in? Well, I fell in love with someone who has a really nice dick. So, like, so I, so I, I mean, so I, you know, I, I met someone and I was still shooting. I mean, I shot for Naughty America and I shot for the Flourish. It's, I, I just started doing anal after being in the industry for over 10 years. So mm-hmm. I just started doing anal and then I like met someone and I was like, okay, like, I don't know. I just like, I just didn't want to like, I don't know. It just didn't feel right having sex with like an, having another penis inside me. It just wasn't the same because it's like at home, it's so much better. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, but I'm like, I don't know. I just like just wanted to like explore females and like you know, just I just I started to just really really start to love females. So and in this and in this business, you're free to call the shots like this. Yeah. And like right now, like I mean, I I do boy girl, but it's like on my OnlyFans and POV stuff. So I like I do boy girl with my boyfriend, and we do anal right. on my OnlyFans. Like we do threesomes. Like I like I'm really I'm really good. I like sharing him. I love sharing him, and I love watching him fuck other women. It's like it's like okay, a huge all of my, it's kind of like being cuckolded, but I yes. also in. But I join in, but I love it. Like, I love just like 
watching the way he looks like when he fucks other women oh so fucking hot well i was gonna say what's the secret to a successful threesome because i I think odd numbers can be challenging in the bedroom but you saying that you have this love for watching him i mean that's a big part of it absolutely i'm just like just and like i love hearing like women say like how great his penis is like yes that's (laughs) wrong and like it's great also because it's like it, so, you know, I don't have to, you know, unless we're like doing content with another woman, but like when it comes to the bedroom, like we don't have to get tested to work with each other. And like, right. he's not like asking for money. Like he's not asking me to get paid. So it's like, it's, it's like, he's not being, he's not being like, yeah, if I get paid, like, it's like, I get, I get all the money. So it's like, he's helping me out. So right. that's really right. nice. Yeah, yeah. You guys get to become a team on it together. Yeah. So content creation in particular, I mean, are you working with a team of people? I know a lot of people that, you know, definitely do this on the, the regular. They have a big team behind them helping with all of the the outsourcing of content, getting in touch with their inboxes and whatnot. Do you do that all yourself? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I have in the past. I have had people in the past uh, work for me. I'm not going to say when because I don't want yeah. people to know. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't want my subscribers to know. But yeah, I mean, but it's like right now it's like, it's all genuinely me. And it's great though. Cause it's like, I mean, I, I don't need like, like I know some girls will make like a hundred thousand dollars, like a month on OnlyFans or even 50,000. I don't need that much money. I can just do it myself. <laughs> and like, I'm like completely capable of like doing it myself and like making sure I like, I can like have money from my bills and like, you know, like a little extra stuff too, you know, and be happy. You know, I can like put money in savings, but it's great because it's like all of it goes to myself and like I'm such a control freak that if I if I have someone else working my account I have to like I kind of micromanage I've I've like micromanaged like I can't do this so yeah I get it I I totally get it I mean this is what gives you control of every aspect of your business is when you're the one doing it but there's huge responsibilities there so how the hell do you balance all that you know do you have an admin day do you have a strictly content shooting day do you have a day of just answering emails in your inbox um I mean so when it comes to like like OnlyFans and whatnot I I have I have it where it I have it set up where it immediately sends me an email. So I can like tell when someone's like, that way I don't want to be like on my OnlyFans like every day, just like looking like, oh, is someone responding? Is someone responding? Um, and I'll just like the email right away. So I'm like, oh, someone's up, I can talk to them. So I can like respond to them right away. Um, I haven't, I'm like really bad about updating content because my like many vids, I've, I used to be really good. I used to be really good at updating it. And I just like, I'm like, huh. Eh that's fine I'm still people are still buying videos it's fine like I'll like I haven't posted anything new in like a year mm. you know happens <laughs> but people are still buying stuff like they're still searching for me I was like okay that works so, yeah and, and there's always a new uh masturbator in the world you know what I mean there's yeah, always exactly. a new person stepping into that sphere saying hey I, I'm I'm interested in this performer let me check out their content yeah, and plus it's all about the hashtags they use on those platforms also so you have to like look for the ones that have a lot of a lot of stuff so you have to be very what's, what's your yeah what are your top hashtags um so my top I know this this term isn't really isn't really like it's kind of looked down on like the term interracial but like all mm-hmm. of my IR I guess like all of my Troy Francisco and Isaiah Maxwell, like ones, those are people fucking love those. So, I mean, I don't know what I have those hashtags under, but maybe BBC, I don't know. 
but I know it's, I know those terms are, are like looked down on now in like the industry. Although every, like every, uh, every uh, Mel co-star who I've done those videos with, like they're okay with those terms. So I don't know. I don't, I don't really I mean, know. it's a huge, it's a huge genre. Whether yeah. or not we agree with the title or whether or yeah. not it's, it's become this dominant genre in the business. Yeah. And I actually so, prefer like filming with guys like Rob Piper, Isaiah Maxwell, and Trey Francisco. Like I used to prefer like filming with those type of guys because they're fucking lovers and they fucking like, mm. they fuck with the hips. Like it's not like pow, pow, pow. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and they kiss and they're really romantic. Like those those guys were always my favorite to film with, you know, and like just so happens that that's the type of, and I think it's maybe that's what would sell them with because it's like the chemistry was always real, you know? Well, yeah. But, and I was going to say as much as it is work, how important is good sex on set? It's very important. Like I, I worked with someone I've, I've worked with a couple women and they just like, you can tell that they're not into women and you can tell. And it's just like, you, like when I'm in the moment, like I don't really like think of like the chemistry because I'm just like, I'm just all about devouring the women, like, because I love them. But then I'll look at the stuff afterwards and like, I'm like, the one girl, she kept looking at the camera and I'm like, <laughs> she kept looking at the camera. Like, I don't like when women look at the camera when you're doing a girl girl, when it's just the camera at there, unless you're both talking to the camera or if someone's holding the camera. But when it's just the camera there and they look at the camera, it kind of like throws everything off, it makes it not look real. So it right. makes it look like they're like faking it, like like they're doing well, gay for pay. <laughs> like yeah, I'm it kind of takes gay. you out I'm of it. Super fucking gay. So yeah, <laughs> it takes you out of it. I mean, it breaks that wall. That's literally what that is. Breaking that fourth wall. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's it. <laughs> so you also a cam performer, okay? Yeah. And this is you know a whole operation in itself. Camming is a massively rewarding and incredibly exhausting business. So talk to me about Jesse Lee, the cam performer. How do you run your shows? What are your shows all about? And how are you enjoying the experience? So I, when I, so I camp for a bunch of different platforms. Um, I do OnlyFans. That's when I do the most because it's for mm. my subscribers. And I know like I'm always going to get them in and like they're always going to tip me a bunch. Um, so when I do OnlyFans, I do it, I usually do like an hour, hour and a half, but I do it by like uh, tip goals. Like I'll do like a hundred, like a hundred dollars gets me topless, 150 gets me nude, um, 200 gets me to like suck and titty fuck my dildo, 250 gets it like in my pussy, 300 gets it in my ass and 400 is DPing. And like, you know, it's like, if it doesn't reach in an hour and a half, it doesn't reach it. But then I like mm -hmm. resell it and stuff like that so people can see it. Um, when it comes to camp four, cause I always get, I don't like camp four, like on my own, I'll do it. Like I'll get booked for like a two hour show and I'll usually mm -hmm. start for like the first like hour. I'll start like, just like chit chatting and talking, getting to know people. And then after that hour, I'll slowly get into like the sex and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, but it's, but others, there's other platforms like ePlay, which I've done. And like, sometimes I'm just like sitting around for an hour, just like nobody's in my room and I'm like, wow all right, I'll just like hang out and not do anything. But it's like, sometimes it's great. People are in my room. Um, I've done like Chatterbait. I've done, um, I don't know. I've done like all the platforms, I feel like. So. Well, it's, it's interesting because you're, you work in two of the most high stress 
situations most of our world can imagine. One of them being naked and having sex on camera. The whole concept of that is like most yeah. people go, yeah, I could never do it. But even the idea of sitting and talking to people, what you said at the beginning there was sometimes I'm on camera for an hour just chit chatting and that pressure alone and having to cater to individuals that may or may not feel like being interactive, but give them something that can be anxiety inducing. So when yeah. it comes to the, the chit chat in particular, what would you say your style is and how does someone get good at that? It's, it takes a lot of patience and sometimes I don't have any patience. So sometimes I'm just like, I'm over this, fuck this. But it's also exhausting because it's like, I'll be, I'll, you know, people will be in my room, but nobody will be talking. And also like yeah. on these, on these uh, chat platforms, you can see like, if people like click on like the page of like the girls or the girls or guys, the people who are streaming, like they can like see a little window on like what's happening in the room. So if yeah. you look bored out of your mind, nobody's going to go into your room. So you always have to be like keeping energy, but it's exhausting because it's like, you're just, you're just, you don't know, you don't know when you're going to, you don't know if someone's going to actually start talking or tipping or anything like that. So you're literally just exhausted. Yeah. And it sucks. Like sometimes it sucks. And I'm just like, I'm over this, fuck this shit, you know? Um, well, that's when I start making threats. I've found that if I'm hosting a stream and I have a completely dead room, that's when I start making the, the, the temptations of like, I'm just going to shut this stream down then. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna close this chat. I'm gonna just close my laptop. It's done, everyone. If I don't hear from someone in the next three seconds, I'm closing this shit down. And I found oddly, it kind of gets a rise out of people. And I'm like, is this what you're here for? To test me? Huh? Is well, this what you want? See, I realize like a lot of my like subscribers that I have like on my OnlyFans, like they love, they love like they love dominant women. And because I'm like yeah. covering tattoos, I used to be a pro dom in New York City. Um but yeah, like they, they love, they love when you tell them what to do. Like I've, I have this one guy, um, his name is Roger. He's a cuckold. And like, he like, I I've done like a live session with him where he's like, he's paid me and like my boyfriend to have sex in front of him. Like very well. He paid us very well to have sex in front of him. And then my boyfriend comes in my mouth and I stand above him and come in his mouth. Like I like, I like or spit it in his, like a bird, but you know, and like he, so he can taste what a real man tastes like. And then nice. I lay him in the bathtub in the hotel and you know, I lay him in the bathtub and I'm above him, you know, not my pussy nowhere near him. And I, I shower him with my champagne <laughs> so, so he can, so he can, so he can taste what the sex tastes like. But yeah, it's yeah. like, like, that's like, he's like, he gave me his Starbucks card so I can like have Starbucks all I want. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks, Grunky for, um, for the cuck bucks. Yeah, that's <laughs> so cuck bucks. Cuck bucks. Yeah. That but is yeah, cuck bucks. I, yeah, I have a lot of I have a lot of men that you know that want to be my servants and stuff like that, and it's great. Like I feel like those those are the really loyal people. Although then you'll get some people that are just they just they just want like free they just want free stuff. Like I feel like a lot of not servants but a lot of fetishists. Like they just mm. want they want stuff for free. So I'm like, oh well, yeah, yeah. That's 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 where we are with the world. And yeah. we want it now we want it for free we believe we deserve it that's just the way of the world now you know instant gratification yeah those are the people that i block <laughs> like guys who are like who are like really demanding but then they don't want to give me any money We're like what the fuck am i doing this for block so yeah is there an overriding reality or like aha that you've made about 
human sexual desires just based on on listening to so many of your subscribers and viewers is there something about human sexuality that goes deeper than what most of the general public might know about what we want and what we like to look at what we like to experience i mean i feel like every person is different like everyone has a certain thing like some people might be really into booze but not care about ass some people are really in ass and not care about booze some people are really into tattoos some people aren't into tattoos like i know it's like a lot of men who are like who are very like who look really conservative and stuff like that like they like they it's like tattoos are very taboo to them so they love mm. like they love very sexual tattooed women so i feel like you have i feel like with me like i have to treat every single person like they're different. Like a lot of times I can say the same things to people because it's always like, there's always like certain things that really get people going. And then I know mm. it's the same for every, for most people, but I don't know. I feel like you just have to like treat every person like they're different, even a lot of them yeah. are the same. So yeah. once you figure out what the person's into, you, you can put them in a certain category, but yeah. Do you, would you say that most people know what they like and what they want in this world when it comes to sexuality? I feel like a lot of a lot of people generally know what they want, but then you can like show them other things like, oh, I didn't know they I like that. Like a lot of my like I have a lot of straight men friend, you know, straight guy friends that are like really in the trans woman. And they didn't know they were really in a trans woman until they saw like a trans woman having sex or like holy shit, like, you know, a pre-op trans woman who like still has a penis, you know, and they're like, holy shit. And they think that's really hot, but it's, but the thing is like, it doesn't make them gay and it doesn't make them bi. It just means that they're in a trans woman, you know? So mm. I don't know. Mm. Like, I, I like that. I like when guys discover that they're in a trans woman. It's my favorite. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a, an incredible experience. I mean, I'm trying to get hello. my boyfriend to realize how hot trans women are. But I don't think, I don't think it, I think like the cock and balls, I think that throws them off a little bit. I'm trying to get him to like film like some like a trans threesome with me, but I don't think, I think he would be thrown off by like the cock and balls. I mean, look, give it time, give it time. C continue with the introductions and to express like, that it's something that you want. I mean, he didn't know, he had no idea that he would be really good at filming porn until he started yeah. dating me. And I was like, hey, guess what? You're my porn star now. So he had no idea. I had no idea. It was like the fucking POV he filmed. Like, these are really great. You're really good at this. I but saw one. I actually saw one. All my listeners and viewers right now, I actually saw one of these videos and it is some fucking pro shit. You guys know what you're doing. He knows what he's doing with that camera, which is impressive because- I know, like the usually, fucking angles he gets. Yeah. Shit. While his dick is getting serviced. I'm like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, he's- He's really good and he has a really, he has a, he has a really nice, it's not too big and it's not small. So it's like the perfect size where like, if we haven't had mm. sex in a while, I'm like, cool shit, you know? Like I definitely, yeah, have, to, nice. like, definitely have to warm my ass all up when we do anal though, so. <laughs> That's just good measures for all though, people. Make sure you're warming up your asshole before you engage in interaction. Jesse, it's, it's mind blowing. Every time I talk to anyone in this business, I'm, always reintroduced to just how flexible and how multi-talented we need to be when it comes to creating these fantasies for our our, our subscribers for our fan base mm -hmm. i mean it's not just about knowing what we like but it's about being able to go the distance and experiment with what they like exactly. as well this is a huge skill 
Yeah, like I even have some subscribers that like they don't like, you know, they're they don't like they don't like boy girl at all. And like I have this one subscriber and like she she loves she loves the the POV stuff and she loves the boy girl and of course she loves girl girl also. But she but sometimes I'll send out mass messages and I'll mm -hmm. like like oh like I'll I'll like title it like oh I I love I love when you fuck me like that and she'll like and she'll respond like yeah I don't have a dick it's like I know I'm sorry this is a mass message I apologize but yeah like some people I don't know some people are really into one thing but we're really turned off by the other so I that's one thing you also have to be careful about on like those platforms is like making sure you don't say the wrong things which is hard because <laughs> sometimes you forget yeah so. I was gonna say how do you how do you know I mean there is the option to email all of your subscribers at once versus one on one interactions. Yeah. And I know if I go live, if I do a cam show and I start talking in one voice and by one voice, I mean, maybe I'm feeling lovely and flirty and romantic yeah. today. The fan base that I have that likes me to treat them like shit will start to call me out and be like, they'll, they'll almost provoke me or try to lead me into being the dominant mistress to them and it's like oh god am i gonna lose one fan base versus the other how do i decide which path to go down today do i make it a blend of all like yeah are we just going into the storm that is an experience with with a camp perform who knows it's true though because like i have a lot of i have a lot of subscribers that that love my dominant side. They love yeah. it. They love when I talk shit. They love when I'm dominant. But then there's also some people that are like that are into my dominant side, but they love my playful side. So it's hard. So it's like, how do I like we have to figure out how to like <laughs> satisfy everyone is like, what do I do? So you have to like you're constantly thinking and it's exhausting. You're like, fuck, what do I do? But in the end it pays off. So yeah. 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 No, it's it's and it's such what a rush it is right when you're like how many people were just satisfied right now holy shit it's massive rush jesse i mean you're you're such a delight and you're so much fun and for everyone watching and listening right now we actually just had a ridiculous adventure in australia which is top secret until further notice but i want to um, like talk to you about stuff that happened but i can't i mean we can't I've obviously like i've actually told my boyfriend you know the one thing that i got in trouble for i had mm -hmm. to like that one thing so i had to like tell him about it and he got he got like kind of mad but then he was like i was like listen nothing fucking happened he's like i was like get over it so he's over it but yeah so i was like i was like listen just just, just wait, just wait. You'll see. You'll see how fucking innocent everything was. So, dude, we were on, we were on the other side of the world together, and now we're back in our respected homes. And I don't know about you, but I have not been able to get back on a normal sleep schedule. I am. As we're talking, I just started to be like really tired. I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like I'm just like I just I literally just woke up like an hour ago. <laughs> Girl, I might have woken up as in 10 minutes ago, fell asleep with my face on, and my alarm went off, and I was like, oh my god, Jesse's in the Zoom room! <laughs> Shit! I gotta start this thing! So, um, you have definitely been not my- because I'm like, I didn't have time to oh. put on makeup. Like, it's fine, I was not wearing makeup, so. You've been oh, my- you've been my- hair great, put a dress yeah. on. Yeah, my <laughs> afternoon cup of coffee. Oh, wow, I, coffee. what a rush. 
But it has been an absolute thrill getting to hear a little of your philosophy in this business. So everyone uh, who has been watching and listening, thank you for bearing with two very jet lagged individuals that have somehow made it through this conversation. <laughs> jet lag go away. What does that happen? Every I don't know. I don't have a week. I have to fucking, I, so I, I have two apartments right now. Like I'm moving out of my apartment. So I'm today I have to go get boxes and like, I have to pack today. So I'm like, oh my gosh, going away. I don't want to fall asleep on boxes. So. Oh, I, I'm trying to keep myself upright, but now I'm committed to staying awake until at least 10 p.m., okay? Uh, we're recording and in New York right now, it is 2.35 p.m. and I am desperately trying to make it through the evening. So what can so I say? I'm People- five right now and I'm like, I'm ready to go back to bed. It's like 11.35. What time is it over oh. there right now? It's either oh. seven hours ahead of me or seven hours behind me. So I think it's like, it's like late at night right there right now. I yeah. keep checking the time in Sydney and I go, well, that's why I'm awake or that's why I'm tired because I'm still on the Australia clock and people that's a hard, but very much worth it jet lag to go through. If Jesse Lee and I can tell you anything today, it is worth it to go through that jet lag because Australia is Australia and it will blow your mind. Did you see that I, I went to a, I got stuck in Brisbane. I pronounced I it saw. correctly, Brisbane. And I hung out koalas and kangaroos. I pet kangaroos and I was scratching them and he was like, he was like going like that. So I was like, I was like, oh, I wish Laura was here. I love your softer side. Listen to this. Can you believe people that heavily tatted, sexy, bad bitch of the fetish alt experience was cuddling up with koalas and kangaroos? There are pictures to prove it. Yes, you were. And look at, oh my gosh. Is that Pixie? His name is Baby Oliver. Baby Oliver. Hi. Yeah, he's nine. He's a little tongue. Oh, he's oh, nine. What a cutie. So Jesse, for everyone watching and listening, how do they get in touch with you and check out all of your amazing content? So you can actually go to ilovejessielee.com and it has it's like a landing page for all of my all of my stuff. So it has I have a shop on there, so you can get some of my merch. You can get my OnlyFans, my money vids, my cameo if you want to get a cameo from me, my Sex Panther if you want to sex me. Um, yeah, and like my Twitter and my Instagram are on there too. So. Awesome. Well, I'm sure everyone's desperate to get in touch after listening to this. Uh, people, we have done it. We have made it through another episode of Licked and Loaded, a CAM4 podcast with slurred speech and tired eyes. We have once again brought you uh, a wonderful listening. So I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, I'm Laura Desiree, and we'll see you back here next time. This has been a CAM4 radio production. Come say hi at www.cam4radio.com. <laughs>